yeah, so we're just going to go straight into the second part, uh, no breaks or anything. Um, and, and then that's when all my members left me. And welcome back to uh, Emeldcast. Those aren't words you hear every day. Or bi or monthly. Sorry. Or monthly. Or bi monthly? It's, it, no, we, no, it's we about can do that much, but that's <laughs> I, really about all we're capable of. I don't policy. know. Yeah. But wait, hold on. We 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 do have a guest on today. <laughs> yes. it's, uh, it's Darren from the Gave and Pilgrimage. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Out shade equals throw. <laughs> no, Darren. <laughs> Darren's back on, but he's he's had some school stuff. So, he's, he's, you know, we we let him out no, of the he, dungeon. He's actually, he's actually uh, here because this is this is the takeover. It's the Darren and Sheffin show now. Oh yeah, yeah baby. Hey, you know what? I I I actually I wanted to do an April Fools' thing, and I I was giving you. I didn't tell you this, Darren, but I gave Sheffin permission to make the the Darren and Sheffin show a real thing for April Fools. No, you didn't. <laughs> I was denied. You I did. did. Not. I don't remember this. Did I just you think did. that then? I think you, I I think you thought it. it and you never said it. <laughs> All right, here's the plan. Which is a this shame because that would be great. We'll just push out like bi-weekly episodes of the Darren and Chef and Show to fill in. Oh, like, that's in true. <laughs> Perfect. Solid. And you'll take over. You'll take over people's Fire Emblem podcast yeah. like desire. <laughs> Hey, that way we might be able to talk about Shadows of uh, Valencia in a timely manner, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. <That's>, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to well, that in I, August, I, but let's not get I think ourselves. we'll probably do a live stream of that, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, we did do a live stream without you, Darren, and that went pretty well. Which? The the fact that the live stream went well, or because I was not there, it went well? <laughs> no, no, no. No, the live stream it went well. It went well in spite of you not being there. Also, yeah. also way to date this. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so this is the the episode. The Thracia. That everyone that no one thought would happen. Retrospective. We did this is it. The Half Life Three of we Am made Am it. Cast episodes. It exists. So does that mean Half Life Three is going to be announced? No. Three? That's yep. going to remain yep. meme status until so. the end of time. Yeah. Like. Yep. Oh man, this this draft. Unlike this episode. <laughs> this draft. Um, we lost a member. There was a. Uh, a member was that, indeed. that went down swinging. <laughs> there was. You may have heard of him. His name is Mangs. Uh, if you listen to the original episode, you may remember that Mangs was on it and and was planning on coming to this episode. But he had, you know, his his own channel and, and stuff like that. His own and, life. Uh, just his own life. He couldn't he couldn't fit um, Thracia into his schedule, which is fine. Um, and you know he's he's welcome to come back. Uh, anytime, and he's still in front of the show. He's on our Discord and everything. But um, yeah. So we're just uh, we're OG four today, minus Chris, I guess, if that counts. No, well, OG, OG four. four. Chris, Chris, Chris was Chris was the original guest. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's a good way to like rewrite history. There. Hey, history's written by the survivors. That's true. No one with that bad of a mic could be a, a full time yeah. member, right? Damn. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Thracia. Um, it's the seven hundred and seventy sixth fire. Obviously, uh, as yeah. as you can guess by the name, I mean there have to be seven hundred and seventy five no, Thracias before. A lot right? of Fire Emblem games remained exclusive to Japan at the time, <laughs> so that's why. Most most of them were actually BS yeah. games. <laughs> you oh, think yeah. there's only fifteen games in the series? That's cute. Yeah. yeah. No, there's an entire list. 
<laughs> yeah. This series has been going on for millennia. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> Cavemen were playing Fire Emblem. Anyway, um, no, it, so that title is a little bit confusing. I mean, not that you would probably assume it's the 776th game, but, uh, I, I mean, I just remember when I first saw that not really understanding what those numbers were for, but it, it, it stands for a year because the game takes place in, in the year 776, year, right? yeah. In, I mean, in the it's year what? 776 in the content of Thracia, so it's, the pretty, is, it's very straightforward. The title there. <laughs> For the uninformed, this game is set between the two different time periods in Fire Emblem 4, Genealogy of the Holy right. War. So right. this is set, it's just set we, after Sigurd's takes, part and before uh, Selfs. It, it pretty much it. leads, it ends very, I don't know how much of a span of time there's between the end of Thracia and the start of FE4's second generation, but it's not very long. Yeah, because no, there are a few long. chapters that coincide with events happening in uh, right. Lisa's story. It's, it's a there's short a, amount of time between There's a couple weird retcon things, too, but it's not, not that right. big of a deal. But, um... Uh, should should we say out of the gate, um, FE4 spoilers? Because I think that's kind of necessary, probably. Uh, for for reference, it's probably not a bad idea, we'll right? Probably or should, we'll probably talk about the Talise part I mean, of the it, end of, of but part we one. won't yeah, go into Talise. detail. Well, so be, if you're really concerned so about it's, specifics, it's like, we won't go well, into too yeah. much depth. To be fair, who goes into who goes into five without going into four first? That's well, true, but so, there's I mean, probably sure a small selection of people who are like, to be oh, brutally people say honest, five's the hardest game, I'll play it. When I was originally revisiting mm -hmm. each game in the series, I initially skipped over four because I didn't like the size of the maps. And then when I came yeah. to Thracia 776, I was like, oh man, like this is like the map size, like the GBA games. Mm -hmm. So there's a little I guess bit maybe that. someone, yeah. someone could have been I mean, thrown off by something genealogy did. And there's plenty of things that could have thrown someone off. Does a lot of stuff. Thracia is like the, the most. Thracia's Thracia's like the most niche of niche Fire Emblem games. That title was once Gaiden, but uh, no, I, I, I still think Gaiden holds wrong, that. But, um, I yeah. think Gaiden still holds that. The original Gaiden. Well, I mean that I'm not. But if they, the if there oh, were a really. next in line, it's probably if the if that were case, then FE one would be the most niche. But um. Anyway, I, I'm just saying, you're right, it's probably a very, very small percentage of people that if they were listening to this, they weren't familiar with Heavy 4 at all. But but still, you know, it's it's good for that. So so what are we saying? No no explicit uh, spoilers just don't go into for Heavy 4? Yeah. Well, you know, right. uh, Leaf's a lord, and yeah. therefore he has some dead, he has some dead family member. Like That's literally true. everyone. <laughs> That's true. You don't earn the Lord status without either most likely having a sword, blue hair, or dead family members. You have to have some combination of those. That's a good point. Leaf doesn't have blue hair. No, though. he doesn't. But he's got dead parents and a sword. He does. He's got that's two true. of the three. That is true. He hit two of, two of the three, three. That's enough to be Lord status. That's enough to be Lord. Um, so uh, where do we want to start? I think. I mean, we usually start with talking about our, our draft units with these things suppose we can run down um, our draft. i guess i guess i'll read off how about go, read, go off with your, go with, read off your team and tell us about your experience Devin. and <laughs> all right you failed so, to um, complete another draft well, oh so for i definitely three. finished this one um okay i don't think fe4 totally, counts it, it, but it i totally think fe7 absolutely it totally counts, counts. It doesn't count. Hundred percent count. The for those of show. you who haven't listened to, for those of you who haven't listened to FP4, I had an awful team for my draft. It was As like really usual. bad. 
It, well, I had a good team this time. I did for the <laughs> most part. And uh, and uh, but I there there was just a part of that map. I'm maybe it would have been able to have been done. But on on the final map of FE4, let's just say that's there's a point in that game where legendary weapon users become kind of the only thing that can really do do damage to bosses. And there's a set of three bosses who uh, approach you, and I just I I, I couldn't. It was like the last like quarter of the last map in the game, and I just didn't completely do it. But I think that counts. No. Come on. You did <laughs> not. Right, you so did aside not. Aside from sniping Asvel and my girl Karen, how was your draft? Uh, well, I think I have a new favorite fire emblem. So. But tell us about the units. This, this was. This was good. I so my first pick, which was fourth pick, which is crazy that I got this unit was was. Uh, actually, Derek, it's 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 Asbel. But um, localization. Uh, I'm going by yeah. the OG uh, <laughs> translation, the best translation there's ever been in a Fire Emblem game. Thank you very much. Yeah, true. You know? In America, the, the translation but, uh... patch is actually just perfect. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It's completely 100% functional. Yeah, <laughs> and it's complete. It is, dude. It's complete and fully functional manga, with easy right? to understand menus and. Very easy right. to read stat screens. It's just everything no works. Broken text or bugs. None. Ever. Not no. even. No crashes. Well, not even on that even one. You can even get through the whole story yeah. and read all the text. Yeah. Well, we we can talk about that in the next part. <laughs> we can. We'll, we'll get into that in the gameplay. But um, so I had Asvel. Asvel is, is I would say Chef, and you you know this about know about this the most out of all of us. I mean, he's pretty consistently like at least top yeah. three, if not best unit yep. in the game um so asvel's great uh ben? i mean th there's literally nothing wrong with him <laughs> he has perfect joining time magic is completely overpowered in thracia which again we'll, we'll get into um then he has the most would you say the most broken weapon in the game it's possible graph calibers i don't know i don't know crazy. like yeah. it's it's a really good tome but it, it's, like, really good because of how well it works with everything else he's got going on, especially because of his PC. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, good. It, like, it I feel works. like Graph Caliber would be less impressive if someone who didn't have Asphalt's PCC used it. But because yep. Asphalt has enough PCC to get, like, the guaranteed crits, then it's good. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's... If it's, you gave it to someone who like, had, like, a PCC of one or two, it'd be, it'd be, like, a pretty good weapon, but it wouldn't be anything spectacular. Mm -hmm. Especially considering how many stupid brave weapons. What is a PCC? So there, so the way crit works in this game is not all units have the the blessing to crit. Um, you need a PCC, which is a, a coefficient. Uh, pursuit or, critical, pursuit coefficient. critical coefficient. A pursuit critical coefficient. So it is a coefficient between zero and five. Zero meaning you cannot crit, and five giving you the most likelihood. Uh, chance of critting and Asvel does he have a five uh, or a four? four? He has three. Four. Okay. Three. Oh, right. that's right. It's just because Graph Caliber has oh. thirty-five crit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You just like um, barely sneak yeah. over the hundred percent crit. So three is pretty pretty great. Um, there's a couple of characters with five, which Darren will get into. <laughs> he's, he's an ass, but um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, crit is a weird thing in this game. It's weird. Um. Yeah, PCC P PCC is in Fire Emblem no. 4, isn't it? Nope. Yeah, it's no, not PCC is exclusive to Gaiden or Gaiden Thracia. Uh, Thracia. Okay. Gaiden. Jesus. You know, it's just one of those things. I don't know. Like... Add it to the long list of games. 
it's just one of those things that Kaga got really high and thought was a good idea. Yeah. Well, First it's five kind of games fun. in a nutshell. You must have had a lot of those moments during the development of this game. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, interesting systems in play. So yeah. what? Yeah, how about like, uh, what about the next unit you got, Devin? So next unit is Karen. Karen is again probably top top three or five, right? Mm, Would you say? A little lower, but yeah. yeah. Maybe if she was, I don't know, paired with that certain character she's Fergus. supposed to be paired with, yeah. but you know yeah. that couldn't happen. Anyway, I took Karen because I like I like my my Pegasus Knights, and uh, Karen's great. She she comes at a good joining time, a little bit lackluster at joining, but everyone's pretty lackluster then, so it's it's easy to feed her kills, and uh, she turned out great. She um you know. Uh, just get, I, I mean, since scrolls are a thing, I just gave her scrolls with HP and defense and, and a bit of strength, and, you know, she was able to, to max those stats, and, um, yeah, Karen, I mean, Karen's, it's, I feel like there's not yeah. too much to say uh, about her, she's just an extremely solid flyer. How about not? Uh, as most flyers are. So next is Javon. Should be Havon. <laughs> not sure why he's Javon. Should be Havon. Because you actually did this. You were mad at me for... Not mad at me, just memeing with me for some I reason. Definitely so you not. put Javon and put the H in my name. <laughs> you know, that was copy-paste error, and it was totally Mangs' fault. Check the tape. Yep. Yeah, fuck you, Mangs, right? Anyway, Havon is pretty... Havon is a mid-tier, if there ever was a mid-tier. Um, but he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's like Othan without the Poogie, but with better, better stats... But uh, this is a game where stats don't matter, so Othan is pretty much outclasses him in every way. But um, Havan was super solid, super bulky. He got you know good level up for for me early on, which means I didn't have to worry about giving him scrolls and stuff later on. Um, you know, fighters to to heroes are pretty pretty good. They're they're a thing. Uh, so next is the the, the unit of contention carry on who I had an absolute blast using and ended up becoming one of my absolute powerhouses. Um, a lot of people, like uh, a, a man you might know of named Don Don, will tell you that Carrion is, is awful. And um, Carrion is by no means in a regular run a great unit because a certain man named Ferguson and exists. That and Fred. Picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so Carrion, if you want to... If you want frame of reference for Carrion, he's literally Fergus, but worse in every single possible aspect, but like not that much worse. <laughs> so he, I mean, he still works. Like like Carrion has a PCC of four, and and Fergus has a PCC of five. Carrion has slightly better growths, but he comes a couple of chapters later, and he comes at chapter at level one. But what is noteworthy uh. <laughs> about those few chapters is that those chapters are all Manster. And that's where Fergus yep. really gets to snowball hard, is because it's he's one shines. of your yeah, he's yeah. one of your few competent combat units. So he's gonna get front. I mean, he's, he's be probably your best com combat yeah. unit at that. He point. At that point, may or may not have been my best. first promoted unit at the yeah, chapter I, I mean, that, directly after the Manster Saga when he rejoins. Yeah. that that makes complete sense. Um, yeah, like Fergus if the chapter and, difference. And carry on. Go ahead. Yeah, carry on was was like a blast to use but i don't think he's by any means a good unit but but he he did end up be becoming one of my best units well he does get access of... to the elite sword which will help his well it's not a pre it's not it's not a pref sword for him but he has to yeah, get he, it I, well he, i gave he, him he gives oh. you the ability to get it yeah 
I gave him Paragon, which helps. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh, who else would that go to? Obviously Tanya. Safety me? I don't know. <laughs> she needs oh, we'll get to Tanya. So then... <laughs> we'll get to Tanya. So next up you... is Sloof. Sloof is a... Uh, dude joins with Ace Daves. Sloof's a dude. He joins with Ace Daves and what? Three movement stars? Oh, that's not the important part. And that's, and that's really about all you gotta talk like... And that's... I mean, Sloof's great. He's... Yeah, I mean, I if you're playing a normal run, this this was, I believe, this was the first game in the series to to introduce a route split, correct? Mm, uh, uh, well, I mean, if you want to count Gaiden, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not counting Gaiden. That's that's a little then, different. Yeah. Um, you know, just 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 up an A route yes. and a B route. Yeah. This is the first game. This so, be the first so this game does that, and and Sloof is better than every single unit in the B route, like kind of unquestionably. <laughs> <laughs> um. And also the B route is ass. As um, I think, Darren, you went through it, yeah. right? On your second playthrough, yeah. So you, you'll have fun warp space stories, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so Sloof is great because uh, staff units are the best in the entire series in this game. Bless you, <laughs> bless you. Did, uh, next, uh, I had a. Did Malda, you even really get to? Did you even really get to use her? Mage knight out of ten. <laughs> One chapter. About. Yeah, no, not bit. even the second chapter. Eh, two, but, you know. It failed every time. Well, I played through 20, like, ten times, so a little bit. And failed every time, but... Don't anyway, you didn't I'm all, I'm all those, you know, she's, she's okay. Um, so, uh, I have nothing to say about Ro him. Um, Robert. Oh, MVP man. MVP of the my, playthrough? Yeah, my boy. My boy, Robert. So, Robert is a, again, like Carrion, jo joins at level one and has higher growths. Uh, this game is infamous for first of all it's it's e rank weapons being pretty lackluster which is which is true throughout the series but um also uh weapon ranks take fucking forever to grind in this game and carry on starts or excuse me uh Robert starts with e rank e plus bows. zero baby he's a bow knight yeah and he starts at level one um he is one of the worst units in the game. Uh, and he never. <laughs> Could you even get him to use a brave weapon or get up to like the brave bow? Well, that's B. What What do yeah, you that's think? That's B. <laughs> which Which is even more sad that he joins the same time Selfina does, who has A rank bows. He does. Who Who? No, she, I yeah, think it's she's B. got B. No, it's A. Is oh, it really? B? Really? I'm pretty, it sure I'm pretty sure it's B. Uh, let me. I'm I'm actually checking right now to see what rank I got him to. Cause I used Selfina. Um, she, oh sure yeah, she does have B, but I don't even think there's anything relevant at A anyway. Uh, she gives you the killer bow. That's like her. She also has a knight. She you, also has a knight. She gets you the brave bow. Yeah, and she also okay, gets the so, you know, brave bow later on, right. which that's that's her almost, bread and butter. Almost completely, like entirely through the game, Robert had C, which is just. Could have been, not, could have been worse, great. really. I could have been worse. Well, we'll get Tanya. into worse next, which is Tanya. <laughs> so Tanya, um, I have a funny story about Tanya. Uh, we, we've talked about the Manster sequence, which is probably the most infamous part of Thracia. Um, oh, I... uh, so you get a few, you get a few units for a couple of chapters, and then they take them all away for you, and Leaf goes to jail. Uh, <laughs> and he breaks out of jail, and and you don't get uh, Tanya, who is is one of those early units, um, back for a little while. And um, the idea is, uh, they they join in what is it? Like seven X? Eight X. Tanya joins an eight X. 
Like 8x? Yeah, 8x. 8x. Yeah, yeah, Dagda and, and Tanya. And um, the idea is you both give you give them both weapons because they spawn in, in a weird location. It's a fog of war map. And, uh, you know, they'll get captured otherwise. I forgot to give Tanya a weapon, so... Uh, Did you even save her? Yeah, she got she got captured. <laughs> and you didn't even get to the chapter to save her. Fucking rip. I didn't I didn't I didn't use her and let me tell you, absolutely nothing was lost. <laughs> she would have probably oh, long term been slightly more useful than Robert. She's got a, a little bit of a better joining bow rank D plus has ten. The Rebecca bow. legacy. I mean, sorry, alive. Robert Robert has a horse. Robert has a horse. I don't know. I would have probably rather had Tanya than fucking Robert. <laughs> I would have sacrificed anyway, the horse um, for a bow rank. Yeah, maybe, maybe, doesn't matter at this point. But um, so, that's my my dream how did, team. How did the run end in the way that you cannot complete <laughs> a draft? Well, okay. Uh, I tried many times with this map, and I just got mad. And uh, I I've been running out of time recently due to school finishing up. But um. I got to chapter 20, which is a defense map, and uh, one of my least favorite parts about Thracia is you cannot decide the placement of your units. So all of my dancers and staff bots got stuck at the, the front walls, which the enemies will break down, and I just, I, I did not have the resources or the ability to save all of them. They, you know, they all have good items and stuff, and it's, that, that is, that is not a fun map, in my opinion. And also, I did a, a really smart thing. It's a pro strat I recommend you guys do, which is, um, get Lith as captured, and then not realize that, uh, when you get captured and kill an enemy, they keep your items. So you only have one set of lockpicks throughout the whole game. So that's a, that's a pro strat. And then never um, buy door keys, right? Yeah. Or steel door keys. Well, or steel, steel door keys. I tr I tried, but I I guess I just didn't check where you could buy door keys because every the the point that like I started checking where it's like this is getting out of hand. I need door keys. It's like, nope, <laughs> they don't sell those. Uh, whatever. I I got most of the way through the game. At this point, I think it's worth just recording, and I've absolutely played enough to, you know, it's it 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 was not like FE seven where I played like half the game and then stopped. But I was still able to to give my thoughts on that game because I had played it uh, to completion before. This game I played about ninety percent of, and just a, just a couple of maps um, that I missed. But but I am familiar with those maps. I, I watched YouTube uh, gameplay of them, so I'll be able to add on to the discussion. But uh, how about Darren? Since we've mentioned your boy <laughs> so many times, certainly. So I had recruited what I call in uh, copyright Team Badass. I thought it was Team Edgelord. Mm -hmm. Team Edgelord, Edge Edge yeah. You know what? Team Edgelord with your it's cheerleader. It's been eight months-ish. <laughs> yeah. Right, team Edgelord. Yeah, Team Edgelord no with counting. your cheerleader. Don't forget the cheerleader. Yeah. So uh, uh, I yeah. first recruited Fergus or Felgus, depending on your translation and or other games that you played that have those names. And as we've mentioned before, he's great. He comes very early in a key part of the game where he can get a absolute crap ton of experience. And he can also take the uh, Brave Sword, or he takes the uh, the Bayo Sword from uh, Delmud when you get him later on. Mm -hmm. One of the good things about Fergus, too, is that um, a lot of those, those Manster maps are indoors. 
Oh. And a lot of the units you get there don't use those weapons outside of, uh, you know, in, in normal map, outdoor maps, because when units are dismounted, um, cavalry units, unless you're uh, Robert, our boy, um, or or Selfina. If you're I a suppose, melee cavalry uh, unit, all, you can only use a sword. If you're, if you're yeah, you you only use swords, and Fergus uh, only uses swords regardless. Also, his so, class I mean, that, it, has the lowest uh, decrease in stats from dismounting. Yeah, I think it's yeah. only minus one mm -hmm. in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so he is relatively solid unit. I immediately had him at like level twenty as soon as he was yeah. on the outdoor map. So that was great. That does not and surprise he me. He definitely carried for the early game portions, along with my next member, Shiva, who is kind of the Mirbadin of the game in the vein of like Navar and Rudger. characters. Yeah. Yeah, I guess right. And, and that he's a super edge lord. He's pretty yeah. edge lord. He's 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 considered the best uh, Myrmidon in that yep. game, right? I mean, there's yeah, only three. Yeah, he has really good availability again. And he also has, yeah. you know, very high crit chances and the ability to heal himself, which is very useful in this game because, oh my god, 1% hit chances are bullcrap. Oh, oh yeah. man. <laughs> I'm sure, especially because my team was very speed-oriented, I definitely felt yeah. the uh, random numbers being a little odd at yeah. points, especially with all those... Your, your team... Your team minus Dolphin. Yeah. But Shiva's great. He is definitely one of the cooler looking units, and he was very useful. He's cool. I, I'd say Fergus is more useful just because of his movement and overall availability, but Shiva's definitely a really strong unit as well, and he's probably going to be useful in any run of the game, especially if you're playing without the restriction of a draft. You said you said Shiva looks cool, and I think this is a, a time worth mentioning. Thracia portraits. Oh, man. They are, they are. great. They are, they are the best in the series, in my opinion. They do a great job at also... We talk about this a bit in the uh, FE4 uh, retrospective video, but they do such we a good did, job yeah. of updating characters from that game and their portraits. Especially oh, yeah, looking at the, yeah, looking at anything that goes from FE4 to FE5, it's like night and day. It is so yeah. much different. Yeah. It, it seems crazy that they're just one game apart within, like, I don't know how the gap in time between releases, but it's like a couple, only a couple years. Yep. I think it's at least... And three or two two or three years i think i think the race uh, was 1999 wasn't it uh, I think uh thracia so was 2000 exactly this game was genealogy was okay 96 is this so there was the last a four-year super nintendo game uh, yeah i think this was like one of the last super uh, SNES. Or famicom sorry because it uh, never came it, out it was it was bad. And Kaga was getting pushed to, to develop an N64 game, but I, he wanted to, to do this one last game on Super Nintendo. Well, I'm certainly glad he did, because I got Dean, who might be my favorite Wyvern-type character outside of, like, Har from uh, Radiant Dawn and Path of Radiance. Dean's a badass, man. Dean is ridiculous. So you get him on a map that is absolutely horrible for flyers, where there's just ballistae everywhere and you need mm -hmm. to fly him outside of a defense map to basically get his key weapon, which is the Dragon Killer, which is a Brave Lance, but that gives you advantage against dragons. So it's amazing, and that makes Dean amazing, because A, he starts off, he's like a level like three or four pre-promote, but he has really good starting stats, especially because in this game all the stats cap at 20, and he's phenomenal. He gets the four hits, he's amazing at capturing, He's really good at moving people, especially on some of the maps where you have to defend NPCs and villagers. So he's great for moving them around the map and defending them. 
And again, having the free four hits on a flyer is great. Yeah. <laughs> Although he does take a really big hit during the later chapters of the game, which are exclusively indoors, and he can't use the weapon anymore. Yeah, some, at least you don't have to worry about uses, and you could just blow through it. Yeah, you can go nuts with uses, which is great. Uh, next, I got Pan, who is another thief, who is essentially like a super buffed up version of uh, oh, what's his name? Lifus. Yeah, Lifus. He's a he's basically a better version of him, although he does come fairly late in the game. So I didn't really have a dedicated thief until then. But he is really useful. He comes with a king sword, which is a weapon that's really good. I gave it to Leaf though right away. Yeah. Just have a defense bonus. Same. And the charisma. It's also a charisma bonus, correct? Yeah, it's charisma and yes. it's a brave. It's a brave effect. Yeah, so it's great. He's a solid unit. I didn't use him too much for combat, but I did max out his level just for the sake of it. Just because he was getting enough combat situations. From stealing uh, stuff. Next, I had Linoa, who is the key member of Team Edgelord. <laughs> By being key the member. Cheer cheerleader. Originally, I was expecting that would be her use until she became one of the leading members of my army. Because I gave her a defense scroll and an HP scroll, so she finished the game at around, like, 50 HP and completely max stats. <laughs> and because she's a magic user and a staff user, she completely murdered everything in her path. If you recall, I believe it's chapter 23, or is it 22, where you have to fight um, Reinhardt. Oh, Reinhardt? Oh. 22. Yeah, so crazy. I immediately warped her behind him and killed him with her, <laughs> and I proceeded to annihilate all of those him. units with her. She's like a, she was like a god of war, like a goddess of war. She was ridiculous. Didn't, didn't need to do any like sleeping bullshit. Just let nope. one know and destroy everything. Because he could he could not damage her. It was hilarious. It. Like she just murdered all of those cavalry. They all tried to fight her with magic. is is great. So she was phenomenal. Highly recommend using her. And on, uh, I kind of elaborate on this further on. But for my initial playthrough and for the rules of the draft, you have to recruit Sarah to get to Chapter Twenty Four X. And I did not get Sarah my first run. So she was like my only dedicated staff user. So she was really key in my first run. So I mean, there's two runs to correct that. There was Safi. Safi was free. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Although she is infinitely more useful, I've heard, <laughs> just because of she starts with magic. Uh, next, I had Eros, who is probably my most underutilized unit of my army. He comes as a pre-promote with yeah. a lot of pretty useful skills, although he's a bit slow. He's good at tanking hits, and I wasn't I wasn't really able. He I think he got like almost sixteens and eighteens in every stat which made him not as viable as everyone else in my army. And he was kind of, for those that don't know, he's the replacement to Olwyn, who I, because I went uh, Root B. But he's pretty solid. He's a, he's, got, he's got a nice haircut, if that counts for anything. <laughs> That's the only uh, next, next, I had the guy who's kind of like the face of Team Edgelord, which is Galzus. Oh, is he? Yeah. He, I mean, oh, he's, kind, yeah. He's, kind, he's kind of like representative of what, of what my team was going mm -hmm. for, especially with Lenoa. But uh, Galzus is great, although he comes very, very late. But he comes with such good stats and weapons that it doesn't really matter. And he's useful right off the bat. But granted, you only get, like, what, like, three chapters tops? Yeah. I think 
So he, he wasn't super he, useful. I think you get like three, including his recruitment, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, but th that's like so you don't level. get much time yeah, with him. You get you get twenty four, twenty four x, and but he game. will murder everything. Yeah, his, his skill set is ridiculous. He comes fully loaded, and he's max level when you recruit him. Uh, next, I had Misha, who is probably the most edge lord in design of all the Pegasus riders, like ever. Yeah, yeah, she's like she's oh, been yeah. through shit. And she is an absolute <laughs> pain in the ass to recruit. It was a nightmare. She is a pain in the ass it to recruit. It takes a lot of extra effort because you have to capture her and then get through one of the most annoying levels in the game that involves a lot of Warp. Yep. a lot of uh, command points, command stars being thrown at their units, and whole and ha and having to spend one of your heavier units. I think as shifting between like Dean and Dalshan carrying her. But it was really annoying to keep her safe and get through the level without losing anybody. But once I got her, she was really useful. Granted, there are so many ballista in this game that flyers have a bit of a struggle on some maps. So that kind of limited her mm -hmm. usability. And she also does suffer from the indoor maps as well, but to a lesser extent because she's mainly using swords. Next, I had Dalshin, who a lot of people uh, gave me some flack <laughs> in, the, in our... Uh, initial draft episode for this game well Our to be boy. fair it, it was you had actually it was like one of the last picks and you could have picked alba to be fair though i'm quite happy with picking dalshin because initially he's not great his hit chances kind of poop and his stats are okay for a knight but they're he's also i mean he's also an armor in a kaga game yeah this game hates though that never goes this game just absolutely yeah. despises armors and will throw everything at you to get rid of them but I ended up kind of uh, scroll-whoring Dalshin. So by the time I was around, like, the mid-game, he was, like, l a level 10 general with almost perfect stats. <laughs> you had that in <laughs> <With>, like, <laughs> So he became surprisingly useful throughout most of the game and was able to help, like, meat shield a lot of the time. It was the only indoor lands user you had. That's true. So that does have its advantage. It was actually surprisingly helpful in the last couple of chapters, having someone who could use lances. And did he, uh, did he ever proc move? I think it happened twice because wow. he would literally, he would have an axe and like just five scrolls in his inventory. <laughs> like, That's just, all like, he whenever, needs. Whenever he would get close to level up, I would just throw all of the scrolls on him. And I'm just, okay. Make something happen here. It's like, please, Dalshan, do something useful. Please. Yeah, he kind of occupies that space with, like, Marty, where it's like, you can use him, but you do need to use the scrolls to, get, oh, to actually get some good use man. out of him. Fucking mm -hmm. Marty. But, the uh, party. That pretty much wraps it up for <sighs> Team Edgelord. <laughs> so, was it, was it a good team? Did it serve it you was. well? I was able to get through the game twice. And despite some difficulties Would... with uh, some of the magic chapters, because I didn't really have that many magic mm -hmm. users on my team, I was able to get through it thanks to incredibly high speed and a little bit of luck. But overall, it was a very successful run. Yeah. Would you say Team Edgelord sort of represents you on a, on a deeper sure. level? It's my <laughs> inner psyche, given, given yeah. shown, shown to the entire world. Yeah, talking about all that Yu-Gi-Oh you've been watching, I, I, I <laughs> bet that's true. <laughs> uh, I don't. I was trying to make a segue, but that that's not going to work. Chef, Yo, it's your move. You're next. <laughs> it's your there, move. I brought it back. 
<laughs> so, you know, I had a relatively easy draft. Yeah, you I did. Team. First pick, I had Finn. Finn kind of rolled over everything. Yeah. As expected. That's what yeah. Finn does. He had great bases. He was the first unit to promote. And he had the Brave Lance to, ca- Brave Brave Lance Lance. to capture everything I wanted yeah. and then some. Then... Would you say where where would you say he, like, he would rank in a hypothetical tier list? He's like top three. Yeah, he's up there. So then after mm-hmm. after Finn, I had his daughter Nana. She, uh, she, she was Ooh. spoilers. <laughs> this is spoilers. It's like explicit. I know. <laughs> she was pretty good. I saved the. I gave her the Wrath Manual, so I was able to do the Wrath Earth Sword shenanigans. Oh, uh, that's busted. Oh. For those that are not familiar, the Earth Sword is Nana's uh, pref weapon. It gives. It's basically a Nosferatu sword, so she heals all. Huge yeah. buff from a. Uh, yeah, it has sixty uses. So, right. Instead of ten. <laughs> so I just gave her wrath, and then she just like couldn't die, because <laughs> she'd always crit and uh, heal everything back. Did you repair that sword? Uh, yeah, I repaired no. it once. It was worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After then, after her, after her, then I had Marita. Uh, basically, second sort, the second Myrmidon you can get in the game. She's third. That's third. No, who's the se- no? She joins before Trude. Yeah, you're forgetting about Makia. No. It's- Okay, that that doesn't count. That's sword fighter, basically. <laughs> she promotes the hero, not the same. Um, but yeah, she was pretty bad to start off with, but during chapter fourteen, I just gave her the elite sword and just had her sit on a forest tile when all the dark mages showed up, and then she just gained like fifteen levels off that, just dodging and killing them. It was. Then she, yeah, I think by the end of the, by the end of like chapter 18, she was at like level 19 promoted. It was just dumb. Jesus. Mm-hmm. She, she had like, capped her out like two thirds of the way through the game. Yeah, she ca- she capped every <laughs> stat except HP, which she had like, uh, Who Marita. Is this? Sorry. I... Marita. Yeah. Marita? Oh, wow. Did you give her, um, what's it called? It's not Astra, it's called. Well, she. I don't remember well, Moon Sword. Well, no, she has like Luna. Well, yeah, Luna. She learns Astra. Yeah, she, yeah, learns, she learns Astra. Astra. I gave her, Shanna. I gave her Vantage. So she had Vantage, Luna, Astra, and Adept. Jesus. And oh she had, and she God. had Cap Mag. So I also gave her the Fire Sword. Oh, stop! Stop! <laughs> so she kind of just murdered everything. So that was that was fun. Then. And how was uh? How yeah, are you? my boy Fred. Guy? You know, Fred. He was Fred. He's he was man. a man. He killed He's stuff, Fred. and he killed a lot of stuff good. You know, he had a sword. <laughs> all he needed to do was paladin. He he, he killed, killed him good. real good. <laughs> uh, then I had Tina. Uh, Tina's pretty, pretty cool. cool. The I was super cheesy and just rigged her missing the thief staff like ten times. So then she got a staves by the end of chapter fourteen. Nice. So, you know that. So she could warp 
but she kept missing warp a lot, which was really annoying. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about like Tina. Nice. Uh, that one skill really doing her justice. Staves, <laughs> she has the thief staff and yep, the unlock the staff. The thief staff was pretty pretty nice. The unlock staff was useful, so I didn't have to so I didn't have to buy as many dorkies. I remember thinking it was crazy when I saw enemies using both of those staffs <laughs> later on. I was like, "What? <laughs> They're not Tina." <laughs> I actually yeah, stole some of the personal <laughs> weapons. Oh, nice. It's like that one random guy who has, like, Poogie. Yep, there's, just... in, on the B route, there's one random guy with Poogie. One dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> feeling with Poogie. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, then, after Tina, I had I had the Great Ronin. The oh, great, great Ronin, you know? The one and only. Yeah, he had his three movement stars, and... <laughs> I was I was gonna say he has that. Yeah, seven he's got move the seven too. move, the three movement stars, and you know he eventually he worked his way up. On you know he had a bow. He didn't kill a lot of stuff for a while, but I did <laughs> dump a lot of scrolls mm. into him, and he eventually capped out everything but strength. Hysterical. So he kept out. He, mag, he did cap out mag. mag so, oh, does it doesn't? Is yeah, he has fifty. He has fifty. Like he has fifteen percent strength growth yeah. and fifty five percent magic growth. If only he were in Fire Emblem Fates. With the light bow. Yeah, wrong, wrong game, but you know, he was fun. You know, he... He, he was about 15 years too early. Yeah. Too bad magic is literally useless for anything besides Why? resistance. <laughs> Resist is a big thing. Uh, after 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 Ronan, and then I drafted Olwyn for the Dime Thunder. This I'm jealous of this now that I really <laughs> yeah, like going through cool. my playthrough. There were awesome. so many situations where I'm like, man, if I just could like brave tome destroy everything right now, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to I had to dump like all my rings into her just to get her going since her bases were pretty bad and mm -hmm. since Dime Thunder drops it completely. But you you had the Fred and Olwyn I did dream. I did have the duo. Never mind the fact that I drafted Owen yeah, like three two picks after I, <laughs> I picked yeah. Fred. It was it was a calculated effort. You really needed Ronan in your team. Yeah, I I, I picked Ronan over your Owen. <laughs> over Owen. And you know, but I I gave her like seven rings, and then I still had to scroll abuse her. But you know, at the <laughs> after the end after all of that, I could say it was probably worth. I gave I did give her a soul. So that was, so it was like uh -huh. it was like she was like Irios, but, but you know, not. But uh, I think I think the best is the best units next, even greater than our. Oh yeah, it's fair though. I would have rather had Olwen than uh, Eros. For more for just more because, use. Yeah, just for more use. Just because yeah. Eros at the point I got him was such a tank, but he wasn't needed because Dalshin was there with max with max magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that... Max Magic Dulcian. That's all you need in your <laughs> life. Gotta, gotta defend against all those mages, man. Yeah. Max speed. <laughs> so after after Owen, then I picked Xavier. Yeah. Oh baby, was that a fun? It, it wasn't that hard. Since I just I had Fred Sleep Sword all the uh, all the good all oh, the good armor knights that needed to be talked to. Don't you love how Kaga loves his like annoying pain in the ass to recruit generals? <laughs> Yeah, that's just what Kaga does. That's just yeah. He he was smoking weed when he thought about Hannibal's recruitment and wanted to make it way harder. Yeah, see, I I would say it's something a little more serious than weed, but that's, that's okay. 
And then after uh, Xavier, he he did stuff. He get he had a leadership star. That was nice. Give you a couple more <laughs> hit. That whole three hit, man. And then there was Hicks. Uh, I don't think I actually. And moving on. Yeah, I don't Keegan. think I, I don't think I had Hicks do anything despite his availability. I don't even think I promoted. I think I forgot about him like halfway through. I don't. I don't think I promoted him. Rip I Hicks, dude. Uh, Darren. Darren is the only one that has had a worthwhile last pick. <laughs> he used his last pick. But I up. used my last pick. I used my last pick. I think I think Darren is like setting a new meta that Dalshin. Oh yeah, you know, the Dalshin. He's he's a force to be reckoned with. Future speedruns will just prioritize a... Dalshin. You'll see. You'll see. It's just the just Dalshin like, meta just is like upon a, us. It's just like our our bachelor, our one and only Arden from the last last retrospective. Oh, you picked him. The Dalshin actually did stuff though. Yeah. Okay, Arden promoted. Have you ever seen a promoted? I actually Arden? have. I don't even believe it happened. <laughs> no, Pixar didn't happen. I do. I do have. No, those are Photoshop. I'll post them at some point. Hundred <laughs> percent. I yeah. took the sprites and you swapped them. <laughs> yeah, I look. I looked at like the enemy general and just like colored it. Blue. Yeah, way easier than promoting Arden. Yeah. Honestly, you're so, okay. Anyway. How was your team? All right. So my team first. My first pick, I was last, so I kind of kind of got screwed. I actually wanted everything that was picked before me. I was a little upset about it. Only a little. It's fine. Uh, first pick was Dagnar. He is like a boss in the first half of the game, and and then and then you encounter some ballista and then siege tomes, and then you realize how shitty continue is as a skill, and or charge charge. Realize how shitty charges is as a skill, and it's. Kept, it was really irritating to keep him alive whenever there was like any amount of ballista because he's not fast enough to reliably dodge them because they're like 50-50 hit rates and when they're all going to hit him twice they'll slowly whittle him down and it's really annoying but so like late game I had problems with like all the well, all the range stuff but he still killed stuff just not not as much as I hoped he would I set my expectations a little higher and stuff like magic and ballista kind of let me down a little bit. Yeah, I was curious to hear he about how he handled some of the magic in the late game because it gets oh, pretty nuts. Oh, he, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> I kept him far away from it. Any anyone besides him should deal with magic. He can't do it. The one magic charge. No, thank you. You could have given a bow. I could have. He he could kill them. It was just a problem of him being able to take on multiple at once. The issue wasn't him killing them, it's just that he killed so many of them, they eventually killed him. Ooh. And then, um, next pick was Liffis. Liffis was good. I mean, having a thief through all of the game that I needed a thief was nice. Having a thief that wasn't Lara was nice. Uh, combat, he was, he was good for, like, the first half of the game. His combat starts to fall off once people, well, other people who are more relevant in combat came in, but he... He served his purpose. He stole some stuff. He <laughs> got his build up to like I think around fourteen or fifteen. So he stole oh, wow. a bunch of stuff. You did you you just gave I, him the, did you give him the body ring? I I I did give him the body ring. I think I know. I I glued like the second I got the build scroll, I permanently glued it to him and then just prayed and it worked. 
And I think I gave him the body ring, too, because I wanted to steal something for some purpose. I think I wanted to steal a weapon from, like, one of those those um, 20 build bosses you can't capture from. So I'm like, fuck that, I'm just taking it. But um, he stole some stuff, he unlocked some chests, that's really all he needed to do. And then contributed in combat and Manster. And um, next I had Makuya, who I, I can say the same thing about, except that she actually contributed in combat later down. She didn't, I mean, she didn't steal stuff, and she can't capture stuff because she doesn't have bills worth of shit. Yeah. But I got her to, like, I think she got, like, nine or ten magic, and I never put a magic scroll on her, but it was worked out kind of well with giving her, a, giving her a fire sword, so she actually had good one-two range. I think I managed to get her a hand axe because she does promote to hero for what it's worth. Yeah, did you she actually was, build up the she was, she was pretty okay. I mean, she didn't do anything super remarkable. She capped her skill and speed pretty quickly, which was handy for a while, but then once everyone else started to capture their cap their stats, it, it was a little bit less impressive. She wasn't too bad. She did what I needed her to do. She helped make Manster less painful and she contributed in combat throughout the whole game. She was reliable. If I had the choice to use someone like Shiva or Marita, I would have probably preferred to, but it was definitely not a big deal that I didn't have them. I was happy to have her, especially because she has a support with my next pick, Brighton, who, and I actually got a lot of mileage out of that support, more than I thought I would, despite their movement dif uh, the movement differences between them. Brighton, again, really good during Manster. Did you really like and that? Hit, really like that hit support from Makua. He he definitely appreciated <laughs> it. It it really helped get yeah. him off the ground because. Lord knows he's he needed good, it. right? I mean, he's a, he's he's a solid a, unit. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He, the, I think the thing that kind of sucks is that while here you spend all that time in Manster, he's not leveling up his primary weapon, which it's it's like a yeah. little thing. It's not like at the end of the world because the Brave Axe in this game is for it's some not, reason. It's not, yeah. yeah. Because the Brave Axe is a D-rank axe and not a B-rank axe, so he can use it at base. So like you have the main weapon you really want. Because why not, right? Yeah, why not? What just, was Saga smoking? Exactly. We don't know. It's At least just wrath because is the real question is the real question is where can I get some? <laughs> Honestly, this seems to have been some good shit. Um, <laughs> all of his decision making in this game, it had to have been some quality stuff that he had on him. But uh, Brighton, he's he was reliable. He he was reliable. He had a horse. He's a guy. He has an axe. Yeah, he's, he's a, a guy. Man. He's a guy he's with, an with an axe, and he killed stuff, and he had a horse. He's got wrath. I mean. He has Wrath, and that actually was really useful. It made his tanking a whole lot better, because I could reliably count on him to kill whatever came at it. Just really solid bulk unit joins at the right time to be, be able to be used. His growths are a little shitty, like 30 strength, 30 speed, 35 defense. It can screw you, but yeah. scroll scrolls Enough. exist, so it's not the end of the world. Like, if he were in a game without scrolls, I would say long-term use is probably shitty for him, but scrolls exist, so he's fine. Speaking of scrolls exist, so they're fine, Selfina. <laughs> Getting her off the ground sucked. Her, what is, I think her base strength is like five. Yeah, it's five. It's almost it's almost like bows aren't that great in this game. <laughs> the thing is, she like because she has she gets the brave bow and she's the only way to get the brave bow, she actually turned out good. Yep. It's just that Getting that strength off the ground fucking sucks. No, she she is the killer bow. She doesn't have a brave uh, bow. She gets the yeah, she gets starts off with the killer bow. She gets it through a conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. She gets it through a conversation, and it's the only brave bow in the game. So, mm -hmm. hence why I'm sort of crediting it to her because she's the only way to get it, and it's the only one. 
But yeah. once she got it's it, great when Kaga does those things where oh, it's yeah. like, here's an amazing weapon. You have to use this unit that you don't know about and do a conversation. Uh, yeah. I'll just say but, this yeah. general footnote oh, about man. the game. This is the point in time where knowledge equals power. Yeah. The more yeah. you know about this Absolutely. game, Absolutely. way easier of a time through. This is the one Fire Emblem game I would tell people to research the crap out of before you play it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely use a guide. You do not want to go through this game without a guide. I don't want to know what would have happened no. if I went through this game without a guide. I probably wouldn't have finished it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. What have. do you mean? Don't you love Fog of Wars it. where you cannot see the map? Yeah. <laughs> or have any idea of where to go? What? What's that? All of your units are at a dead end? <laughs> Those Fog of War maps where you don't know where to go and don't know what to do, you have a time limit on how quickly you need to have it done so you can get to a different guide and that'll do the same kind of bullshit to you? Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's not irritating in the slightest. Uh, so, Selfina, she was, she was good. Being able to have a horse and a bow meant that she could command quite a lot of range. I mean, eight move and then a ranged weapon was handy, especially since with a brave bow and her pretty decent speed. With um, you could I could pretty reliably count on her to quadruple things, which kind of helped make up for her shitty strength for a while. She was another one of those. She was pretty all right. She turned out good because I was able to get her speed up enough, and then a brave bow let her quadruple things to make up for her strength, and it just she worked. Uh, next up is her husband, Glade, the, uh, the least popular character in the entire series. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Only, a only got 13 s- votes. I thought it was 17. I think it was 13. Was it 17? I mean, I, either way, how it was much does it matter? It was, it was 17. <laughs> it was 17 votes. Yeah. He got 17. Yep. The least popular character in the entire series. And... So uh, his performance kind of reflected that he was very unremarkable. Aww. He was he wasn't bad. <laughs> he didn't do anything bad. He was perfectly serviceable, but he was never spectacular. There was never a point where I'm like, you know, I'm really happy I have specifically Glade in this situation because no one else well, could do what he does. Did you ever say that about? Did you ever say that about Ada or Kine? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, but no, I didn't say that about Ada and Kine. But... <laughs> I've got more to say about Ada when we get to Ada. That was that one was fun. I'm sure. But um, he he is Ada's definitely not bad. Like out of the box, he will service you. You want to deploy him? You got a deployment slot. Put him in there. He'll do you justice. As long as it's not an indoor map. If it's an indoor map. That's a terrible, terrible life decision because E rank swords is god awful. Don't do it. But yep. he's he's completely serviceable. But. You have other units. In a normal playthrough, you have units like Finn that exist. You have units like Fergus that exist. You just got Carrion, who, I mean, you could argue of uh, um, using Carrion over Glade long term. But, I mean, even mm-hmm. even if the, you, like, he he's okay, he's just not spectacular compared to what you would have available to you in a normal run. But for me, he did what he needed hey. to do. And he also had support with Selfina, hey. which was nice. I'm checking on the wiki right now. Huh. He has a 10% support with Robert. <laughs> Thank you. He I also has a support without with the next character I drafted because oh, he I does. got all the supports. <laughs> Why? I, oh, wait, does he have a Oh, he does. Yes, he does. Cool. I thought I actually misread it for a second. It's about to be corrected. But um, he does actually have a support with my next character, which seems to be a theme with my entire team, which was 100% calculated. Kine. Uh, it's such a shame to see like the able and 
Kane pairing so shitty in this game. Yeah. They, uh, at least he has a don't... rich backstory and tons of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he, I felt like he had a large impact in my game, and I don't know what I would have done without Kane. All right, Keegan. Hard, qu- hard, carried... hard question, Keegan. Okay. Which which color okay. was Kane? Ooh. He was the green one, I think. Was he? Because he, he, uh, I think he. Let me look. He's, nope, nope, he's green. Me, he's, <laughs> he is green. I double checked. He's green. <laughs> Alva he's has green. blue I hair. I think like Alva's blue. He's not red. He's blue. I don't know why they decided to change up the trend by making them not only suck, making them show well, up like a third of the way through the game, but changing one of them these to are the blue. Most... They're the most memorable green and red knights of the series. Everyone it's not knows. like they have names that Probably are extremely Alba. similar or identical to Later um, Abel and Kane. <laughs> not yeah. at all. Definitely just purely a coincidence. Oh, it's all right. It's not like those two completely outshine them. Oh, yeah, not at all. Kane well. and Alba have extreme contributions to the stories. In Didn't which they you play involved. Tokyo Mirage Sessions where Kine was mm-hmm. like one of the performa? Yeah, exactly. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They were referencing Thracia all along. <laughs> it's all a part of their master plan. It's true. I'm looking at his stats right now, and at least um, you had no, Alba, right? Had Kine. I had <laughs> No, Kine. I had Kine. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I think, no that, I think that's enough to show how remarkable these two are. But Well, okay, he had, his, he had a, a 55% strength. Yeah, his growths are actually bad. pretty decent. It's Which just that like no reason he, to he has him. to get off the ground. He has to get off the ground. He and has then 1% he, move, and we all know move is the, the best most growth, important growth, best growth Yeah. Um, And then after that completely unremarkable thing, I actually, for the last two, will have a lot more to say. I promise. They're more remarkable. Oh, man. I, I'm, next, I'm excited for the last one here. I actually feel like I have more to say about this than I do the next one, and that's Ada. The party. Ada, <laughs> I was actually, going into my draft, she was the one I was the most worried about. It's like, her join chapter sucks. Like, Dean isn't great in that chapter, and he's a goddamn monster. How the hell is Ada going to do anything? Mm. Have you seen a- the Don Don strategy, though? What's that? I don't, I don't think I have. I played this game when Don Don was on stream with me, and he helped me out with it. And uh, all you do is just put some meat shields in the, the three kind of Oh, well, yeah, that... And you just wait. Yeah, uh, and that's We're what I did, too. We're not a meat but, um, shield in a draft, though. Well, they're, you know, they're not meat shields. Well, it's just they're like... units that you yeah, use. It was units I was using. That's what I did. It, it's just yeah. that Ballista kind of keep the map on lockdown, and I didn't have a you good way to deal with them. You can't meat shields... Right, you can't meet shield on drafted units. Yeah, that's but, why I, mean, I didn't. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want with... I didn't really have a reliable way to deal with the Ballista, because I didn't really have any good magic users or anything. I had no boltings mm-hmm. or meteors or anything like that, so I kind of had to just let them run out of arrows. I ended up... Uh, mm-hmm. the That was one instance where a charge was useful. I was actually able to get um, Dagda to bait out a couple Ballista, so they ran out a couple turns early. Mm-hmm. Slightly useful for what, it, for what little it did for me, but... um. I was worried about her going in because her bases are unremarkable. She doesn't have a personal weapon. She's worse than Dean in every single way. And her join chapter is god-awful for her. And I'm like, how the hell can I make this work? So I gave her Paragon on turn one. And then I danced her and put her in the arena. And then I glued Safi and Lara to her for the entire chapter until she hit, like, level 15. And then babied the shit out of her in the following chapter... 
the Gaiden, because all of the enemies in that are wimps. They're terrible. It's a bunch of, like, three or four magic dark mages and some Pegasus knights with, like, no strength whatsoever. So, I was able to use that to get her caught up, and then I promoted her right after it, and it was actually a lot more effective than I thought, Ended up, and she ended up being one of my best combat units. To the point where I dismounted her really? inside, and I don't think any of her stats dropped. And, wow. she, and Dragon Masters suffer the most from from dismounting. I think yeah, it's they, like they lose like five. strength and defense or something like that. I think it's five. Is it more than that? Yeah, because I, like I remember I dismounted in Chapter 20. I dismounted her, and I checked her stats because I was looking at something, and I looked, and it was still like exactly the same in like 20s down the board. And, and I, I remember I had to ask Chef, and I'm like, don't Dragon Masters have like significant um, dismounting things? Because I have Ada dismounted inside, and her stats are exactly the same. But... <laughs> She worked out a yeah. whole lot better than I expected her to, and I it wasn't really too hard to get her caught up. The downside was I had to invest a dancer and a, one of my staff users onto her for her entire join chapter and give her Paragon. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't as hard to get her up as I thought. I don't even I didn't even really like heavily scroll abuse her. I think I gave her like one, maybe two during chapter fourteen, but that was it. And it was really just lie. like it was convenient to give and not because I like intended to Abuse the hell out of it. I wish I had her to be a part of Team Edge Lord because I think she would have fit the, the cut. <laughs> yeah, she's got the edge edge yeah. portrait. She definitely has the edge thing going on. And then, oh, okay, God. you you one one edgy flyer was enough for you, Darren. Two Do I have flyers. to talk about this one? Do I have to? You could oh, you, could, you, could, oh, you could just well. say it's the Marty Party. Oh, that's it. Uh, Marty Party. I'll, I'll do it. It's the Marty Party. Obviously, it's the the man, the myth, the meme himself, Marty. Fuck Marty. this guy so much, man. Oh my god, I spent way too much time making him useful. I probably <laughs> on chapter like nine. I probably spent like forty five minutes solidly grinding him in the arena with every scroll attached to him, so I could make him moderately useful. Oh my! It was not worth it. Just if you're not gonna do that, and you don't want to use him for the meme, just stay the hell away from him. Don't touch him. He, I, I will never use him again in a run. That was my one time. <laughs> I've done it before. I can say I've done it. I had my laugh. I had my meme. I'm never doing it again. That was more effort than I wanted to put into it. Though I will say he had like capped a shit ton of his stats had like 70 plus hp the dude didn't die he didn't fatigue but getting him there wasn't worth it i had to stick seven scrolls to him and spend an hour in the arena rigging it so that he had favorable enemies to fight because he has zero skill and speed <laughs> but i will say one point in his favor warrior promotion bonuses are fucking nuts you have out three strength five skill and six speed like that helped so much. It, like, doubled both of those stats when I promoted him. Was it worth it to get him there? No. But I can say I've done it, and then I can say I'll never do it again. You did the party. I've done it once, and only once. No more. <laughs> Please. Don't make me do it again. <laughs> All right. Well, it covers about everyone's Overall, team. like... Oh, yeah. No, finish. That, I mean, like... Yeah, um, the only thing that I would have really changed about my team, despite the grievances that I've had and saying how a bunch of units were kind of unremarkable or just, like, serviceable, is I just wish I had, like, one more magic user. 
because I had to go so I had to go until I got Sarah for free to be able to use magic, and it yeah. was a godsend. Sarah to finally oh, had man. it. I think, like, I I just want to say, if Sarah does, would you is Sarah an S? Is is that I appropriate? Mean, the the whole the whole idea of an S is kind of bad. And is it is? But sure. But if if Sarah is an S, I mean, is it fair to say she's the most? Useful S probably yeah. those offensive growths are insane because she has absurd growths. She has absurd skill. What what are her skills? Again? Uh, Prayer, wrath, remember. and elite. Yep, Paragon. So like literally the best skills. Yeah, <laughs> some of the best skills. Uh, she can use all magic and staves, and she has ridiculous promotion bonuses. If she doesn't, if she doesn't she just cap them before promotion. <laughs> Exactly. Which she, which she may very well do. I'm looking at this right now. She has 80 in magic, skill, and speed. That is ridiculous. But for <laughs> what it's worth, the three defense that she gains off her sage promotions are probably about all she's going to get. Mm-hmm. And her HP is a base of a, a crazy 14 with a growth of 40, so that's not really going anywhere anytime soon. But she's fantastic. Good, good offensively, like, joins with a good staff rank, gets it to A on promotion so she can warp with just uh, with just three levels that are Paragon levels, too, and then uh, Knight's Proof, so very little investment. She pays out pretty well. <laughs> so that comes about everyone's draft teams and draft runs. So we're going to take a break, guys. Um, we'll be a couple minutes for us, but it'll just be right after this musical break for you, and we'll talk about little bit of story stuff and uh i think mostly gameplay and how we feel about the yeah. actual game cute what are you my show i agree. does that mean cue the music in foreignese because if it doesn't it cue mean, the music it means break time And welcome back to Emblem Cast, The Lost Tapes. Um, sure feels like it. Wow. Did sure you... feels like it. This this is a thing. Can you believe we're actually recording this? Yeah, Fire eight out. months later. <laughs> Emblem Cast, Long Shadows of the, epi- of the Retrospective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Echoes. Emblem Cast, Emblem Echoes, cast of a, echoes of a consistent podcast. <laughs> Emblem Cast, right. Echoes, Shadows of our Thracia anyway. Draft. Yeah. So we talked about the draft experience. Let's talk about the like actual game itself. What? Okay, so um, Thracia Seven Six is a game. Seven Six. I've never heard of Thracia Seven Six. I've heard of Thracia Seven Six. I said Seven Seven Six. Yeah. Did, you know that was a years. really good year for Thracia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. It's about seven hundred years cool before shit happened. hit the fan. You know, not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> but. So, I guess, kind of starting off, what do you guys think of the story? Or, actually, first, probably the most important thing, since everyone will encounter this, is how about that translation? That translation. Oh, we, I mean, we already said it was perfect. It's, it's, it's it been... Is. <laughs> it's got, this it's, is the world's best translation patch <laughs> in America. <laughs> yeah. And that's Fuck all that needs three. to be said. So, for those Fuck uninformed, you, this Naga. translation patch was com- was done. It wasn't completed. It was 
done by a single individual who kind of just disappeared after he released this translation patch that's like what like roughly 75 percent of the game's overall script right Uh it's just just there's some issues with the yeah i was gonna say it seems like there are really spiteful individuals there's points in the actual translation itself while you're playing where Mm -hmm. he did not either translate the line or he didn't know what they said so they just say either random bullcrap and break the fourth wall like in chapter 12 there's a moment where you're in you get caught in a trap that's a pretty good one though that one's pretty good yeah, <laughs> or there's another it's point me, where a character literally looks at the screen and says, "I don't know what this line's supposed to be. It's kind of about this, yeah. anyway." Yeah. <laughs> so, from a story standpoint, the translation patch does kind of hurt that narrative experience. Hopefully, Project Naga mm-hmm. that will resolve Fire Emblem Four soon and get to this game because this game deserves some love, especially because I don't know about you guys, but I think this is probably one of the most interesting narratives in any Fire Emblem game that I've seen. Especially when you consider the context of genealogy alongside it. Yeah, it definitely adds a lot to it in a surprising way because with Genealogy of the Holy War, when you're in uh, Salif's section or Celis' section, it kind of seems like a lot of like Star Wars where it's like, hey, he's the new hope. He's the last of the Jedi here to Mm -hmm. save everyone. And he kind of steamrolls through the Empire. Right. Whereas Leaf's struggle is a lot more grounded. And you yeah. kind of get to see, like, a grit that you don't really see in Fire Emblem normally, where we kind of I talked like... about Fire Emblem 4 is really tied to Game of Thrones and kind of its tone and setting. And I'd say this kind of really mm-hmm. hammers that feeling in, because there's a lot of depressing shit that happens. Right. I also like I how feel like this... Leaf is a younger lord done better than Roy. Infinitely better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like I feel like one thing that actually like separates Leaf out from pretty much like every other lord is he actually has like a consequence for some of his actions, like mm-hmm. a, a more tangible, not just like oh you know that sucks and we can yeah. fix it. Aside from like Seagird, who has like the most obvious consequence of his failings, <laughs> Leaf's, right? Leaf's, Leaf, it's Leaf pretty is, like, straightforward. Right. It's like either where it's like uh, Ellawood, Crom, where. Their, their mistake in their minds is that they weren't good enough and that their family member died when in reality there was right. nothing they could have done or this other stuff like Micaiah and, and uh, Radiant Dawn Ike where their mistakes ultimately are just washed away entirely at the end yeah Leaf actually he does some stuff and it really messes a lot of people up oh yeah what? he he definitely pays the price for his actions more than most other lords would. And yeah. I think with the context of Genealogy of the Holy War, it really adds to his character. Because when you meet up with Leaf, it's literally him at the end of this game as a different individual. Yeah. So when you take that context of playing the fourth game and then playing Thracia, it really adds a lot to his character. And it's one of the reasons why he's probably one of my favorite characters in the entire series and one of my favorite lords especially given his uh role in both four and thracia Mm -hmm. i also like how um do you how do you how do you feel about the kind of weird progression for leaf too just you know how he starts off in this game and then going into fe4 and then once you train him up in fe4 to him being a fucking monster (laughs) Uh, well, someone who used Leaf in uh, FE4. Yeah, exactly. It, that, uh, that's why I'm asking It definitely you. adds a lot there because as we... I don't think we've directly mentioned it in this episode, but 
in the uh, draft episode, we mentioned it that in Thracia, the max stat cap is 20 except for HP. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you cannot have a character who has more than 20 in any individual stat. Right. And yeah. as such, Unless you have a weird holy weapon. Yeah. Like well, like, like the actual right. stat itself. Right, right. No bonuses. And because of that, it kind of lends itself to, hey, this is an in-between game. Because Leaf cannot be stronger at the end of this game than he can be at the end of, like, four. Because that wouldn't yeah. really make sense. Mm. So it kind of makes, the, I guess, the experience between the two more cohesive. Because there is a character like Finn who is in both games as well. Right. Yeah. He's also in... You know, the first path, or, you know, chapter one, book one, whatever you want to call it, of FE4, this, and then also <laughs> book two. Yeah. yeah He's seen some shit. There's also the cool thing that since Leaf in FE4, he starts out as a prince and then promotes to Master Knight, but then in Thracia, he starts out as a lord and then promotes to prince. I liked it. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Ike. They kind of did a similar thing with Ike, mm-hmm. where he's like a ranger, then he promotes to lord, and then in the other game, he's yeah. lord and goes to the other class, Vanguard, I believe. Yep. Uh, I think he starts as wow. Spoiler. He starts as hero. hero. Yeah. Which oh, is right. still they, fitting. They it it still fits. Yeah. yeah it still, it still fits. Even if it's like the generic class name for what his class is, it still fits Ike's character. Mm. Yeah. Right. He's a war hero mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and and it actually fits him even better than Lord would because he actually gives away his title of nobility and. In between you're, you're Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. Right. Yeah. That, that, I didn't know that part. And many people recognize a hero than a noble, because that's that's yeah, how I That's rolls. okay. That's a story for another time. Uh, Absolutely. Right. How do you guys feel about some of the characterization or just characters that aren't, like, Leaf? Since th- this is a Kage game. Oh, uh, wow. well, like we I've kind of mentioned. I've never felt a connection to any individual like I have with Robert. It's just, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, like we mentioned with yeah. Kai when uh, we were talking about the yeah. individual draft section, because this game has such a huge roster, it kind of has, like, the like if, you've, if anyone listening has played Radiant Dawn, where you have a huge portion of the cast who gets, like, zero development, this is yep. very much the same situation, but even in some ways greater because it's like a smaller scale conflict you'd expect these characters to get developed more and that just does not happen at all outside of like right. what maybe like 10 or 15 key characters i, yeah, I wouldn't sure. i wouldn't even go that far well you have I some mean, characters who, who like finn who he yeah. doesn't have like an arc but he is like he does have like a number he, of he, uh, yeah. lines and he talks right sure nana occasionally yeah well you have the stuff with uh maricia and uh, or marsa and uh Galsus. Uh, yeah, Marita and Galsus. Yeah. I'm trying to think past that. I guess I guess there's Fred and Olwyn for their one Yeah, thing. they have like a, a arc. There's Lephus. He has they a... Do. Olwyn a and Reinhardt well. have something too if you want to include enemy characters as well. Yeah. True. But then, then, then you have, but then you have uh, Kine, Alva, Robert. Yeah, yeah. And then in the same game, you have characters who appear, give out about one to two lines of dialogue, being like, oh, we're not going to die. Yeah. And then they do nothing else in the entire game. You got my boy Ronan. I was going to say, like, hashtag Marty. Marty. Yeah, Marty. Uh, yeah, has one line of dialogue. <laughs> one I line like of to dialogue. think that, that Marty's the son of Dagda. <laughs> and Dagda's disappointed. <laughs> so, He's the child yeah, no one it... wanted. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's something that Kaga didn't really. He Kaga only wanted to focus on like a few main characters, and everyone else was just filler. 
it's yeah. also weird too when you take into context of fe4 and how that game took went to great lengths to develop its overall cast especially to give well, you that connection kind of. between the generations right yeah I guess that's something that, with the addition of supports in the next game, it does expand. It does expand characters. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? I mean, this game kind of assumes you've played FE4. It is definitely required reading. Yeah, yeah, because then you don't have the con- then you don't have context to a lot of things. Hey, yeah, it, re- it kind of assumes that you've played FE4 because you want the context of the first and the and also the second generation to understand where Thracia fits into all of that. Right. Speaking mm-hmm. of context, you do get a lot more elaboration on, on a lot of the motivations of villain characters and antagonists in uh, FE4 in this game, which I thought was really awesome. Elaborate? Uh, which characters? Or just Ishtar? Not Ishtar, Ishtar. Ishtar not... gets a bit more development. Julius gets a bit more development as well. The entire uh, Church of Lopto gets a lot more development as a whole. And you kind of understand I... their role in the Empire more, whereas you don't really get that as much in FE4. FE4, you're just kind of told they're kind of running the show, where you actually get to see it. Right. right. You get that, to see, like, that, generals being basically put in their place by these priests. Mm-hmm. You know and what that did remind me of? What's, what's his name? The uh, King of Thracia. Uh, Travant? Yeah, you get to see way more expansion on his character, which I really appreciate. It makes him, like, a, like it really adds to his arc that he had in 4. Right. Yeah. So... One thing that did that did remind me of is the villains, uh, Radric and Veld, Roberto. What'd you guys think of them? And their sort of general absence. Literally, who? <laughs> yeah. You think I'm kidding, but I I honestly don't remember. Who <laughs> yeah, a certain person didn't. Radric's a bit more memorable because he's so in your face for like the first few. Like ten. Like Which for like, one was he? He's again? the general who kidnaps Nana and Marcia in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he's kind of in your face for like the first eight chapters or so. Who's Who's the guy that like Fred was working with? At the, uh oh, that's Kempf. He's cool. He's like a uh, a side. He's like a Narshan villain. Yeah. 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 I like. He's, like, he's like one of those returning lackey characters. Oh, like like Gangrel, right? <sighs> Better than better than. Him. How about Walhart? Better than him. But yeah, about, uh... so Ra- so Radric and Veld. <laughs> I I feel like Radric kind of work. I feel like Radric's sort of fine. I think his, it's like, fine because there's his... like a payoff for his arc, especially with how they bring into the like the the Dreadlords again and how he right. becomes one of them. Right. So it kind of adds are pretty to cool, that. Dude. The it's. Veld, you see him, you see him stone Nat, not Nana, Ival, and then you don't see him again until the end game. Which I feel yeah, like. Yeah, that's about all that matters. Just I feel like there should, should have been more or something there. I guess it, it is a bit disappointing, but in all fairness, they did have. There's like so many key players that are tied to the story of four that they couldn't really be here. Yeah. So can you guys explain the whole Bridget, um, Ival thing. Uh, uh, Bridget apparently like fell off a cliff during chapter five. Hey man, yeah. meteors were falling out of the sky. It could happen. <laughs> and then she woke up with no memory in Thracia somehow. And and she don't just worry about how she wakes up. She just apparently picked up the sword, uh, rescued Marita from slavers, 
then Finn came into the village with like uh, Lee and Nana, and then just yeah. Nice. And apparently Finn just never said anything until like literally yeah, the Finn's end of like, game. Wow, I know exactly who you are, but I think I'll not yeah. tell you this. C- I'm, can't, uh, couldn't they have been married too, right? In that, F- yeah, in that's it, possible. In FE4, yeah, though in FE5 it assumes a canon. Yeah, yeah but in FE- they have yeah. some canon pairings they uh, push. Well, oh, yeah. it, I mean, in, in FE4 it's it's canon that Lachesis had kids with two different fathers. One with, with Beowulf and one with... Uh, Finn, correct? In FE5, yeah. Not in FE4. In FE5. Yeah, there's no can- there's it's, no It's kind of weird. Yeah, that she's weird. just bicycles. I guess it just gets around, okay. dude. Yeah, Lachis just gets around, dude. I mean, it's, Talk it's, to it's even interest, more I mean. weird now with the context of FE heroes where she's like a lolly. That's like one of the most jarring things. Her voice the and the art... Bad. Yeah, the her voice, voice is like, is okay, like that's perfect. What you, what you would expect of Lachesis, but the, the art is like a lolly, and it doesn't really work. Yeah. Nope. But, the yeah, lolly I can't that believe... gets around. <laughs> wow. So we did get we did get Reinhardt and Owen in Heroes as Thracia representatives cool. before. Yeah, they're I'm, the I'm only Thracian representatives or, you know. currently. I love Owen. She's great. Yeah. She is great. I wish we could... Uh, the, what, I feel like... Never mind. Got that. <laughs> just, so, ju- just for a very quick side tangent, I believe I've mentioned this before. I don't think Darren's heard of this. I so this is I'll I'll mention this quickly. How, how do you feel about this idea for a hero's banner? Right. So you know how we had like prince and princess, and you know they they just had like three units, and it was very focused. You know. Uh oh the you mean the gauntlet banners? Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, for for gauntlet banners, so that kind of thing. Um. But this wouldn't necessarily be Gauntlet. How about a uh, a Finn banner where we have all three appearances of Finn? Only and if we have banner. all appearances of Ike. Now Finn and Ike. There and we go. Zeke. We we combine it. Or Camus. Nah, it's got it's got it, Camus. And got Hector. Beat, he's got. Yeah, and and they all need to have. Well, we're gonna oh. get Camus for free. But they'll, Dude, they'll we need Daddy Hector. Uh, we need on the battling Camus banner. We need Zeke and Sirius. Yes. Needing to be added to the game solely for that purpose, for the memes. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Chris to be added. You know, <laughs> well, I... we have the other avatars. Anyway, anyway, back to three issue. Any, overall, anything else uh, you guys like to talk about story? I just want to say overall, no, I, I mean... really like the scale of the story and how the story and the gameplay go hand in hand with each other, and it really communicates like the struggle of a rebellion in a really convincing manner because you have the it gameplay does. to back it up. It does. I mean, you look at the number of escape maps in the game, and it just kind of hits that you point home. You literally cool. have to steal weapons from your enemies because you can't afford it. <laughs> yep. I also like how Thracia is intentionally on a very small scale in comparison to the massive scope that is genealogy. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, genealogy is a literal holy war where they're pitting every like holy weapon in existence against each other and it's o- over the entire continent and Thracia just takes place with like one rebellion in one country of that following one important character. How do you feel about, I like how do you feel about the idea that this game kind of set what in a way this in FE3 I suppose what you know the future of Fire Emblem look like 
I mean, it makes it easier to revisit because you, if, especially for people like uh, like mainly like us who like you know grew up with the titles that came out in North America or were first to, introduced to Fire Emblem through those yeah. titles, it makes it a bit more intuitive to go back to because you're like, hey, like I recognize the style of maps. This is like on a similar scale. Whereas you play FE4 and you see the first chapter and you're like, why is there Whoa. so what the hell is going on here? Or or yep. FE2. Yeah, different thing. Especially FE2. That's a <laughs> that's a that's another story. But yeah, so any any final thought, any final saying on the story before we move on to gameplay? It's good. Uh, I wish we could have a finished and completed version of it. Please, I want a remake of this game more than any game in the be series. About the 2020, probably. we'll get the translation patch and probably about 2023 at the earliest, where we'll get the game. So I mean. Yeah, we're probably gonna. Yeah, we're probably don't gonna hold get your breath. the remake before. Honestly, I. I mean, you don't know. Think, I, I, I think mean, a seeing remake is faster they... than the Book of Whole Studies translation. Seeing IS and how much they hate this shit, they. they I mean, they hate like. Uh, I still you know, draw, firmly probably bet be like, that yeah, they would get it out faster than a first. patch would. Yeah, I mean, with the whole thing with. IS has pro- actually proven that they're able to put like games out really quickly after they oh, after God, after yeah. they make it after they make the engine, then they could just put out the games like year yeah. after year. I mean, how long was uh? Do we know the the numbers for how long Shadows of Valentia was in development? Uh, I think we it don't. started just. It, I think it started before it was actually released. Fate before Fates was released in Japan. That makes sense. So, about a year and a half. Yeah. Two year. Development. And then, and then I guess you could say the gap between Awakening and Fates being a lot longer is because Fates yeah. is technically well, like three, three games. games. Yeah, right. a lot of it's you know a lot of the resources are used mm-hmm. uh, uh, in all three, but you know. Right, but still, but once they get the engine, then they could just pop the games out really quickly. They so can. please be excited. Twenty twenty, uh, you can play this on your new two DS XL, the new version. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You can play uh, Fire Emblem Shadows of Theracia seven seven six Echoes. <laughs> it's a great name. Perfect name. Couldn't think of a better one if I tried. It's almost. It's almost on Square Enix levels of name. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not anywhere near there. No, not as good. Not. Not. Not on any level. No. No 2.8 final remix cut HD. Prologue. Final prologue. prologue. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts dream drop distance. Right. I mean, I know what that means. Yeah, 3D. Do you? 3D. <laughs> HD. What well, was on the 3DS. Anyway, Thracia. Well, I mean, yeah, so there was also a version that is now on the PS3. Let's so talk about, let's talk so. about the Thracia gameplay and... How yeah, high so Kaga was when designing this. So speaking of, uh, Darren was talking about stealing weapons from enemy units. Why don't we talk about capture first? Because that might be the most significant change. Or addition. Um, uh, Sheffin, do you want to talk about capture? All right. So Just because um, I, I don't know the exact numbers on how it, it, it affects stats and hit rates and things. So capture... Uh, whenever a unit has, whenever uh, your uh, unit has more build than an, an enemy, since build is a growable stat, or mount, <laughs> or if you have a mount, well, that's just like an added added build. Yeah, you can, you have the option to go into capture, to capture the enemy, to capture the enemy, mm-hmm. you have to defeat them in combat while all your staffs, not staffs, stats are are halved. 
And if you capture and if you beat them while having the have stats, then you pretty much are carrying them. And then you could just take all of their items. It's and that's your primary way good. of getting anything yeah. in the game. You, you don't there really are rely no on shops for very many weapons, if at all, honestly. Yeah, there are no money dumps in this game. Shops are really expensive, so pretty much everything you get has to come from ca has to come from captures or village drops. And it is pretty much the biggest thing, one of the biggest things in the game, next to staves, which we'll talk about in a bit. But what did what did what did you get, what did you think of capture Devin and Keegan since you guys hadn't played this before? I like Sight. capture. I think it's a really cool mechanic and it had an an interesting way of managing your weapons and your inventory and managing your enemies' inventories too. Because it'd be like if normally if you encountered a horse slayer, you'd be like, oh, I'll keep, want to keep my horses away. Or instead, you'll think, oh, well, maybe I want to try and find a way to capture that. And since horses are good at capturing things, you would play differently otherwise. And I think that it just creates an interesting idea, especially since you can also capture bosses, and a lot of them can have some really cool weapons and equipment and items and whatnot. Yeah. It's great when you have to capture bosses and they lead you to important guidance that, you know, the game doesn't tell you. Yeah. About, but that's fine. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty indifferent to capture. I think it's kind of neat, but I also think it's not the most necessary change. Um... Let's be real. I they think... perfected it in Fates. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely just, perfect. Just gotta, just gotta give some some men some radishes, and then they'll stay along. But um, it's true in life, really. Uh, <laughs> I think capture was a mechanic I would enjoy better if um, the the UI and translation wasn't so wonky. Um. That's true for a lot of things in this game, but um, I don't know. C Capture's fine. It's it's not something I love or hate necessarily. Um, I th if if Capture were to reappear uh, as it, as it did and not just be kind of a, a one off skill like it was in Fates, I'd prefer it to be a balance where you can you can capture and and like get cool shit, but not necessarily have it be the way that you're getting like 90 uh percent -oh. of your weapons in this game um i don't know that's that's just my opinion uh i like being able to buy weapons if i need them but i do understand how it affects the rest of the game so you know capture what do you guys what do you, think what, what, what do you think darren I think yeah. capture is a really neat idea in the context, especially in the context of the story of how yeah. you and your right. army are meant to be the underdogs, and it really cements that sensation that you're like you need. Because yeah, fight. you never you're get the opportunity to. Yeah, you never get the opportunity to resupply yourself otherwise, except for stealing the the weapons of your enemies, which, like you like you were talking about earlier when we were talking about story, kind of fits with the theme of Thracia and how it's a rebellion and you're the underdog and you always kind of fighting in little skirmishes trying to gain any sort of foothold you can hmm. yeah it's i also really like how it kind of cements the difference in power between your units and so it's right. yeah. in this game where everything caps at 20 it feels like the enemies have the advantage at the start and so stealing the weapons is kind of a way to even out the playing field especially later on where you fight the crazy amount of magic and staff users 
and stealing those staffs is going to be like your number one way to lead to victory. Right. right. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I guess it covers capture, but you did it did talk onto another thing is what you what do you guys think about uh Rez and Mag being combined in this game? That's not I don't like best it. Idea. <laughs> It's that it's the kind of dumb. thing that you would expect they have in FE one and two maybe. Especially it's even something. more dumb when you're given access to the magic up staff or like the barrier staff and holy uh, water. Yeah. That is stupid. Uh, Man, yeah. Having those items makes it dumb. If it wasn't for those, I'd still think it's dumb, but it'd be a little bit better. Because you're like you're it's basically gaining fourteen <laughs> stats out of one item or one staff use, and that's kind of ridiculous. It also, I mean, it also makes it the case so you know, like like paladins or whatever, just just uh, enemies that you're normally fighting, they have like no mag, so you do stupid damage oh, with yeah. with magic units. Like I said with Lenoa in my playthrough, like she destroyed people. Like it wasn't even yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, the instant Linoa's you get absurd. her defense up so she can actually take a hit or two, she will wipe yep. the battlefield. It is insane. Magic is just absurdly broken. In this Same game. thing with Asma. It's also baffling because in FE4 this was separated. Yep. So it's like why mm. go back to it this one time when it was fine previously? It's really weird. I don't know. Again, what was Kaga smoking? That should be just. The- We'll subtitled this episode. Stress is yeah. a hell of a drug. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess getting into the smoking stuff, this game, with how much stuff is hidden that you just, like, don't oh know, that isn't, like, told to you, or it's even, so in, or even like, absolute, guessable. It is just right. shit game design. That's, like, the only nice way, it and that's is. not even nice. Like, it's just terrible game design to hide it's... so much stupid little shit like that. To be fair, and though, have in no way of, this, of communicating it. In defense of this, it mm-hmm. could have been included in the instruction manual because this was a thing a lot of RPGs did in the '90s, where they had talked yep. about vital game systems in the manual. This game was from 2000. Well, well I mean, I know that. And I still, I still don't. But... It does kind of help their defense, assuming they do put it in the instruction manual, and maybe they do. I still don't think you should be required to have an instruction manual to find out all your hidden little secrets and all the stupid little stuff you do, especially because of how important some of them are. Like capturing right. Lifus. If a, if a blind player didn't know about capturing Lifus being able to recruit him, they lose out on an extremely mm-hmm. important unit throughout Manster. But they because do he's give your only you the really viable hint. Hit. Yeah, to be fair, with Lifus, if you, yeah. Yeah, if, you talk to, if Leaf talks to Ival, then she's like, yeah, we should just capture him and hold on to him. And that okay. kind of introduces that's, that's, you to the concept. I know there of are a few bosses. instances. I know so, there are a few instances where they tell you that kind of information, but it's not not nearly as much as it should be. I didn't remember if that was one or not. Yeah. That but I think stuff like ago. the like the fatigue system, where if that number is based off of how many fights your unit gets into, if that goes bigger than your unit's HP, they have to sit a battle out. Stuff like that is the worst that, 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 yeah. of this not explaining game mechanics to the player. Yeah. It is. I would also say probably... Aren't you glad they brought that back in Shadows of Valencia? <laughs> I would also probably say, like, um, es- the escape, the unique thing about escape, where if Le- everyone oh, that yeah. is still yeah, left on the map... If, if Leaf isn't the last one to escape, yeah, everyone will be Although, that could uh, That could just be uh, a poor translation thing. That's true. Yeah. Since appara- some apparently the, some Fergus our... has... Yeah, because some of our problems with it could just very well be because of the shit translation patch, and that's entirely possible. Yeah. But I still mm-hmm. think that there. I still think that lack of communication to the player is still a, a problem in the game. 
and it really yeah. shows as the farther you go, further you go through the yeah. game. Though they just don't tell you arbitrary objectives that provide you either almost essential things or very useful things. Right. And I think that's yep. just a terrible thing to put in a game at all. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna hide that, at least make provide a way for the player to find out. Right. Yeah. Make it intuitive. Make it make sense. Make some kind of dialogue Definitely. that would hint at it. Just throw him a bone, damn it. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things that if if this game does get a remake, that that I hope it does. Is, I, that needs you know, to be cleared I, up I a whole I think it needs lot. it. Because there is so much in this game that I love, and I think, in a lot of respects, it's like the parts of the series that I love the most. The map design, for the most part, is really is really good, I think. Um, like Darren said, you just get this overwhelming feeling of, like, kind of immersion, I guess, in this game. And uh, the, 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 the sprite work and, and portraits are beautiful, but there's all this cryptic bullshit in this game. Like I said, knowledge is power it, in this game, and so having is, a guide, power. or at least researching enough about the game so that you can walk into it is going to be vital to your enjoyment yep. of it and i think i think this game needs a remake even more than fe4 in fe4 i think also in a lot of ways desperately needs a remake because there are two games that are so do so many amazing cool things but kaga's just on his fucking another planet making these weird decisions also we should talk about the hit rate Oh, oh yes, oh, yeah. ninety nine and worse. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it yet. To yeah. be honest, ninety nine and one with single RNG. I don't Why? mind the lower floor of one hit, but I think the ninety nine hit floor or ceiling is stupid. I would yeah. argue mm -hmm. the opposite because I had several resets because units were continuously hit by one percent hit rates. And that led to a lot of frustration, especially on chapters yep. involving Ballista and other ranged magic and stuff they could hit. And you mine with really was the exact opposite, where I feel like I was. Because I, I feel like I was the opposite, because I would end up in situations where I would have over 100 hit in any other game, but I miss because this game is stupid. Right, and it hates you. Yeah, yes. and then then you have stuff with with staves having accuracy. That you know, is also kind oh. of silly. I mean, that's that's the big one. I mean, status staves <laughs> obviously should have accuracy, but I don't think healing staves should have accuracy. Especially right. healing a game staves. that punishes getting hit this much. And battling oh, yeah. in mm -hmm. general. Right. Right. It's, not, it's, it's just, I think that's got to be like one of the highest Kaga decisions. Yeah, that it's... was, I don't understand the logic behind it. It doesn't, I don't see really very much that you gain out of it. I have to say, that's one of the decisions I kind of love, just because it's such a fucking troll move. I mean, we talk <laughs> about how this game has a lot of baffling decisions, but it, it, in fairness, it does give this game its own identity, and it, it it's does. the reason why it has such no notoriety in the Fire Emblem community. And those, and those decisions all kind of, they're not, like, sporadic. They're all similar kind of, like, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> decisions. If that makes any sense, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I see. I love this game. I I do. It it has holds a special place in my heart right now. And you I do think it. it is my favorite Fire Emblem. Fuck off. I do think you, it's my favorite Fire Emblem. 
Um, just because of how much cool shit it does, I and it, and how beautiful the character design is, and uh, how different it is. I'd certainly say it's I've... a top three for me. Like it left a really strong impression on me. Because yeah. I think what else? What else would be up there for you? But uh, Path of Radiance and Seven. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. it's it's okay. like a mashup. I think Path of Radiance will always be my number one. But I'd say between the mm. other two, it's a close battle. But I think I I just love how this game. It feels like a triumph when you get through that annoying chapter or you you go through that ridiculous battle or you slip by getting that, you know, you'd get advantage of an enemy having 99% hit and then you get the dodge. Like, there's certainly, like, water cooler type moments that you get from this game that other games in the series can't really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Sheffin, yeah. you were talking about your crazy tactics to get... Uh, who is it? The the little girl who has the staff. Well, oh, Sarah. Oh, no, Tina. Tina. Yeah, the little girl that has the staff. stuff you're doing. Like, like that's yeah, that's me rigging that the... exists in a game like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's also because I I only did that because uh, staff exp was so bad, and that was the best way to get it. <laughs> but again, I also I also did the. Um, I did the Berserk Hell Mage in FE4 yes, and then have Brain kill that game as well. <laughs> that, that, that was totally justified, though. But go, you, go, you can go on. My, my overall point was I, I just think a lot of these weird designed choices and distinctions really help set this game apart from the rest of the series, and it kind of makes it oh, interesting to play. Yeah, like it makes it fun and infuriating to play. It's like it's fun when those kinds of little things go in your favor, but it's extremely excruciating when something mm-hmm. goes your way that or doesn't go your way that in any other game in the series would have been in your favor. Yeah. And you hit something that you theory. should have hit and you miss some and something misses that shouldn't have and you get hit by something that shouldn't hit. Just because of these silly little things that this game Especially does. Especially those ballistas. Those ballistas are the yes. absolute worst. Yeah. But in a real war scenario, if the enemy had that many around you, it's not really immer- it's kind of like immersion breaking if your units just dance around all the bolts, even though yeah, they have like, like thirty a, surrounding you. Kind of like that uh, little little game Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say a lot of the games in the series are guilty of that, especially like in yeah, yeah, that's really not. most games in the series that we're. They are. I think FE seven people forget uh, you, how many units in that game are just gods. Uh, then nah, I think FE FE ten ballistas are like just the best ever. <laughs> Them being locked in one range. But yeah. Unit balance is pretty I feel like the twenty the flat the um, flat twenty cap kinda makes all units give more like that wiggle room just to do like whatever you want. Yeah. Like have the even, Marty you can party. even make the worst of the worst good combined with twenty caps and scrolls. I think I so think it's actually that's got good unit game, balance. That makes this game be one of the most I would assume one of the most fun games to play a draft in. Just because you can do weird shit and yeah. like th- this and probably FE four because of the parents. And system. I think because uh, there is a like a hard skill ceiling, it makes you have yeah. to strategize more. It you does. can't rely on and a it's, unit it's to a eat cool, everything. It's a cool with, thing. with some exceptions, like especially in the last couple of chapters, you have to be on your freaking game. Twenty four X. You need to be Ooh, on top of tiles. your shit to get through there. Right. Those warp tiles. Didn't even play the chapter. 
fuck off, I know about it. Just knowing and plan doing is different. <laughs> okay. The experience I'll, is real. I'll do it. Yeah. Any other, any other thoughts about about Thracia's gameplay? It's a fun, know, it's a um, fun entry in the series because of, of all of its quirks. I, fatigue is a relevant topic, which is not a sentence I thought I'd ever say. Well, in our draft, um, it kind of got nullified because we were required to get a lot of stamina drinks so we could use our uh, drafted characters. So in a right. normal yeah. run... I didn't pick up nearly enough. Oh. Because I got way too many. Sheffin's like, Sheffin's like, get like eight to ten, and I was like, okay. Oh, to be fair, yeah, (laughs) that should have been fine. In in theory, I got, I I, I got like thirty. I talked, and I had. I talked to, I I talked to Gwim after that. He's like, he told you to get eight. I was like, yeah. He's like, you should have gotten like fifteen. You can also steal (laughs) virtue as well. Yeah, I, you can. In, in in some units, come with them. I I I actually just didn't bother (laughs) grinding any of the S rings. I just wow. I just went for it. I didn't want to spend the time. We're not fucking <laughs> machines like you are. <laughs> to be not fair, I want to throw this out there that I finished the draft first for once. You did. You did. did? I, I, you did. Like, I really enjoyed my time with this. I think this is one of those games that if you are a hardcore Fire Emblem fan, if you're going, if you're looking for something new, and you want to challenge yourself, and you've never played this game, that you should. And if and if you you're someone who played this game and gave up, try again. Or at All least right. give it a the game. It, shot. it can be very intimidating, but if if you get know what you're getting yourself into, it's not as bad as some people will hype mm-hmm. it up to be. People call it the hardest game in the series, and it's it's like it, I don't know. I would agree if you go into it blind, like the blind experience it's, in it's any game. In like really this is easily ways. the worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. The blind experience in this game is god awful. Don't do it. But, like, in terms of just raw difficulty, I'm not sure if I agree on, like, this being the hardest. I'm not sure it's what would be, up there. but I don't... Uh, oh, yeah, it's up there for sure. But I'm... Uh, I don't... Like, I'm not as confident in saying that it was the hardest series. The hardest game in the series. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of them, for sure. But I'm not sure if I would say the hardest. I don't know. I would say, I would say in terms, in, in my opinion, raw difficulty, I would actually say Thracia... If you know if you know what to do, it's actually like one of the easiest games in the series. Well, I wouldn't say like the easiest, but like towards the lower end. I was, would you? I mean, I think there's way too many know. game overstates you can trigger just by bad luck. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of like stuff that can go wrong really easily that's outside of your power. I mean, you can cheese all Fire Emblem games, but you know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like just with. Warp and just the general some some units are just like way too out there like Finn, Asphel, Othin, and some of the other Fergus. I feel like with Speaking them you're warp. able to just yeah warp infinite warp range and infinite staves. I feel like you're able to minimize. I'm, I don't everything. Have we even discussed staves yet? No. Yeah, I mean staves are at the best in the series at this point. Right. Arbitrarily, all have infinite range. Yeah. Right. Infinite range because you know why not? There's reasons. Why not? Aga loves his magic units. Not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> think that about. I think that I really know. about covers most of what we want to say. I think. I'm, Are we I'm missing anything? I think. Um, no, I, play it. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, go do yeah, it. Yeah. Play it. It's don't. 
don't be as intimidated by the general perception of this game. If you go into it with knowledge, if you find a guide, use use Serenus, use Model Omega, use both. Yeah. You can. It's not as bad if you go in armed with the knowledge you need. Mm-hmm. If you don't, that's where you struggle. I also would like to recommend that you don't play it as a draft for your first playthrough. Uh, don't worry. We've got we've got plenty of games for you to do as your first time draft, Devin. Still. Oh man! And with that said, should we announce uh, what our next draft is going to be? Because we've hinted at it a couple. Depends. Of times. Are we going? Is that? Are we actually going to do the draft? Is that, that going to be our next are. draft? Is that? It will be our next draft. All right. Well All right. then. So we're doing. We've said we're doing a two-parter, which means either eleven and twelve or nine and ha, 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 ten. Eleven and, and twelve. Uh, not feeling it so we're having um darren was saying he uh he believes he was gonna finish uh or he, not he believes but he finished first this time probably won't finish first excuse me he finished first for thracia he probably won't finish first for this new draft because we're gonna be doing path radiance and radiant dawn for a dual draft with the one and only Gwimpage. 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 Sage. <laughs> I'm looking forward He's to that it. that guy that knows those Tellius games real well. <laughs> I haven't played Path of Radiance in, and Radiant Dawn, honestly, in a while, so I'm really looking forward to going back to him, especially in a draft format. He also, he likes Joffrey. Joffrey's a guy. Yeah. So, make sure like you pick, so make sure you dude. pick him. If he doesn't make pick sure him first, pick, pick, No, pick Joffrey and Tavarn. Then he'll just be, uh, then he'll just oh. be livid. He'll be so mad. Someone needs to first <laughs> pick Snipe like it. Jill? Nah, no, nah, it's those two. It's it's Joffrey, it's Joffrey, Ike, and Tabarn. Those are the hus- He loves Ike. Those oh, are man. those are the husbandos for him. Well, but, it's because yeah, Ike's are. the best. It's not Even wrong. Fire Emblem Heroes knows that he's the strongest hero who ever lived. God. Are you sure about that? Hundred percent. No back. I don't know, man. I mean, they just, they even tell you that. We did just get Ryoma five percent banner. Uh, speaking of getting Ryoma, I got Ryoma yesterday. <laughs> you don't need to remind me, damn it! Oh, I've had also him Hector since like me. week anyway. four. Wow. <laughs> Look at this guy. You've had who? Ryoma. He had Ryoma since week four. Ouch. I've had Azura for like two months now, so that's nice. I got Nidian and Jafar first pull of that banner in the same pull. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I had I I have Jafar. He's he's pretty yeah. alright. Anyway, anyway, we should wrap. Finishing with Thracia. So, so uh, Thracia is a Super yeah. Nintendo game that was released in Super Famicom. Jan- Super Famicom right, get game it right. 2000. Excuse me, 2000, January 21st. Um, it was produced or designed by Kaga, written by Kaga, composed by a name I can't I pronounce. Really Kaga. You're just gonna say Kaga. Like, keep going with Kaga. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, Kaga was literally it's... the only person who worked on this. There were it no stars. Why fam- else would a Super Famicom stars... game come out in 2000? Yeah. Because it's, of Kaga. It stars. It stars fan favorite uh, Kaga. Lord Shozo Kaga. He, <laughs> he, fights, he fights against. Definitely the fan Kaga favorite army. on that one. Yeah. 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 All right. So the- no, Thracia's great. Um, so so let's end off this. How does Thracia rank in terms of your favorites for you guys? I I did say it's probably my new favorite or somewhere around. Despite there. How about you guys? Um, middle of the road for me. That's kind of how I middle feel, but I'm yeah. not sure exactly where. Like I don't, I honestly don't even know what my favorite Fire Emblem game is anymore. I I used uh, to no. say Radiant Dawn, I think it but I'm not so sure often. if that's the case anymore. 
right, for me, oh, I would this say... draft will help me reassess that, I guess. Yeah. I so can... your your favorite is Birthright, right, Chef? Uh, it's it's be- it's a four way tie thing right now. It's between yeah? Birthright, Awakening, four? Genealogy of the Holy War, and Conquest. So those four. Oh. I would say in ter- Thracia, in terms of me, I would say it's below FE8, but above Radiant Dawn. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's an interesting spot. So for me, I'd say my, my, my favorites are um, this game, Fire Emblem 8, Conquest, and I guess Genealogy. Oh. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the entire set of those two games you, you didn't beat. You didn't finish. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but, I, but I've beat... But I've been at FE seven before, so it's okay. Yeah, but you didn't. But you didn't you beat know, it on Hector Hart. Don't got proof of that. <laughs> That's true. We're taking you at your word here. That is true. Anyway. What, about, what about you, Darren? Uh, like I said earlier, this is like easily in my top three. I just really love the connection of the narrative and the gameplay, and I think the map design is quite interesting, and it it yep. definitely provides something in the series. It, it's wholly unique in this series. And I th- and I find it really welcoming. It is unique. I'd I'd like to see another game in this kind of style. Definitely. I'm not not a Thracia too. Make <laughs> but you know, Fire a, a game weird. I agree. Let's have this kind of gameplay, but on Mars. Yeah. Like that thing they were With apparently guns. working on. With guns. Yeah. Yeah. It'll work. All right. Fire oh. emblem in space. So. That's really the takeaway. Fire emblem. Shadows the final of space. Frontier. Echoes. <laughs> <laughs> in space. Echoes. Then in parentheses, no one can hear you. Yeah, no one can hear you in space. <laughs> no one can all hear right. your screams in the empty void. Well, thank you all for tuning in to the yeah, retrospective. Holy shit, that this was a long time. We coming. finally uh, did it. Finally. No yeah. one can say we didn't. We finally did it. So, uh, what, I mean, planning the future, I'm thinking the next episode after this will probably be um, Tellius Part 1. Uh, we, we should specify um, with this, this Tellius draft, since this is two games, it's certainly two full <laughs> Fire Emblem games. Um, this will be, I, I guess, our, our at least our first retrospective that has three parts. So we'll have, you know, an initial draft picking part. We'll have a Path of Radiance and then a Radiant Dawn part. Um, yeah. So please look yeah. forward so, to it within the next two years. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Give or well, take exactly. approximately. Please look forward to it once after, after Effie, uh, Effie Switch has already been released yep. and uh, critically acclaimed. Or no, no, it's it's look forward to it after all future Effie games are canceled and that they're going to That's solely true. focus That's on true. Effie Heroes. Please look forward to that draft episode after fire uh tokyo barrage sessions sharp fe2 <laughs> oh my god you're pretty lit not gonna lie i would make it or they game. could call it they could call it like flat fe <laughs> perfect <laughs> all right see you all next time yep see you see you on the, the flip side with glim page oh my god he's a man we like In ice, six dude. months we do like well i like ike all right i'm hitting i like ike darren and i, I like, really ike. like ike Stefan doesn't Ike's pretty cool. 